This episode was brought to you by Bookout Blooms. Bookout Blooms sells cut flowers and designs. They're located in South End Charlotte. They have beautiful flower arrangements for any occasion you can think of. They even have classes where you and a group of girlfriends can come and learn to make your own bouquets. So head on over to www.bookoutblooms.com to learn more information. And if you stop by the shop, tell them that those other girls sent you. Can't relate to cancel culture? hookup culture, or victim culture? (laughs) Well, neither could we. We created this platform for those other girls. Girls like us who want to give a different perspective from a Christian and conservative worldview. We talk about life, work, relationships, and everything in between. Let's be those other girls that don't just talk about culture, but change culture and bring back traditional values. views expressed on this podcast are our own and do not reflect our employers. Enjoy. Hello, everyone. You are listening to Those Other Girls with Mallory and Friends. I'm Mallory. I'm Victoria. And we are changing culture and bringing back traditional values. Well, today's a special episode. Mallory is doing it remotely. And you want to talk about why you're doing it remotely. Yeah, so I'm actually um, in Colorado, Colorado Springs. So if you've been really involved in the Christian world, you know what's in Colorado Springs, wink, wink. And um, I just had this really cool opportunity to do something here. I don't want to give too much because, like, it's not until, like, what everybody, the whole public staff want to know until, like, uh, September is. Is it a web series or is it going to actually this be? will be on the wet online okay okay yeah so it was and like I, a video that's gonna be online web series probably on YouTube. yeah 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 like episodes it's gonna be like a website and everything and it was like this has been like the coolest experience um and i like feel so blessed i've had this opportunity um you know i've been up since so it's colorado so it's two hours behind um what I'm normally used to so I got up I've been up since 4 a.m and I'm tired (laughs) and but like it was just such a oh it's just been so great and um what was really cool one of the things was like I had to get up early well I had to be on set that's how they call it on set to get my makeup done and like if you know me you know I'm not the biggest makeup person like this I did not do. I love lipstick. Like I'll wear lipstick if I remember. I'll wear lipstick, and I might occasionally do a little bit of mascara just because I don't know. Sometimes I, I look at people and their eyelashes are really big. And I'm like, okay, let me try that, and then it just never gets as big as theirs. Um, I feel like but, most of the eyelashes though are fake. Yeah. Oh, and just a side note, it's so funny. My dad is like the biggest critique of fake eyelashes now. <laughs> I forgot who the girl, the Gorilla Glue girl, she was <sighs> on the news. And my dad was like, I can't even pay attention. Why are her eyes like that? Like, why, why do they put that stuff on their eyes? And I'm like, you are funny. Um, but yeah, so like, um, 
so like all of this makeup I, I don't even know if you can really tell with like the camera and everything but all this makeup was like done by somebody else so that was really cool and honestly like um so it was for something pro-life obviously um because that's like my favorite topic my most knowledgeable topic I can talk about and um it's just really cool what saying yes to God can lead to and that was like one of the things we kind of talked about a little bit um like when you step outside of your comfort zone and like as you listen to the podcast you know personally you know I am pretty bold but I mean there are things like outside my comfort zone to be honest I was a little nervous because you know I one of the things that like makes me nervous I love audio because like you don't have to see me and I'm not you know not to get into all that but like I feel like I have the face for radio like that's just just for where I am right now and like <laughs> and um so I like this was a little bit outside of my comfort zone in that regard um so like when you step out and you ask God you say yes to God and you say God use me so many things can happen um so it's just really excited for this you guys look out for this it's going to be out in September slash August I don't want to give too much information because to be like they didn't say not to talk about it but I also don't know like what to you want to talk yeah. about but um it's really cool it is going to be great. We're obviously going to talk about it. And like, hopefully some of the girls after it premieres, hopefully some of the girls that do this can come on the podcast too and just talk about like our experience and like what has happened since then. Um, and it was just like such an amazing, I don't know. I just keep thinking like, honestly, like I woke up and I was like, thank you, God. Like, it's just yeah. so many like when you start saying yes to God and when you go outside of your comfort, I just want to really stress that, like going outside of your comfort zone. And even like, like I said, even the boldest people, like even like the very first um, thing that we filmed, I and I love public speaking. Like that's the one gift I feel like, like I'm sure I have other gifts, but like the one gift I know I have is like talking. So no, no. Not at all. <laughs> yeah, not me. Not you, Mal. <laughs> <laughs> and like we were like standing and like waiting, and I was like, I was getting like the butterflies. And I remember hearing that like that's how you know you care about what you're doing, and that's how you know that you um was like that's how you know you care about what you're doing, and that's how you know that it still matters to you because mm-hmm. the moment you like are like let me just go up here and do this that means you don't care anymore and you should stop doing it so like, I still got like butterflies and everything but it was it's just such a great experience and I want to share more I just don't know what more and then, like I haven't really been telling people because like I don't know like, I'm also yeah, you ask me questions yeah so <laughs> when will it air um September October I mean so- sorry September August August so August September yeah why does it take that's that's gonna be like what two three four months why yeah. is it well they have so- to i mean it's gonna have to edit stuff and like like it's okay. not like it was a really good production like how long was like the recording so like the first one i would say like 45 minutes okay second one i would say 30 minutes so did they do kind of like you guys are all on the stage talking or did they do kind of little talking heads yeah it was yeah it was like we were all on set um but then there was other people so it's like a episodic like thing so there's other people that were doing it during different things and there's took certain amount of times so there's like a big group of different mm-hmm. people coming in talking about this from their i guess their organization's perspective and then mm-hmm. they needed um youth gotcha youth 
Is it like gonna be like an hour long episode? You think, or is it gonna? Um, is it kind of like so? A it's doc- multiple episodes. Okay. Yeah. So, so it's it, gonna there'll be like an episode that I'm in, an episode that I'm not in, and then an episode that I'm in, an episode I'm not in, like that. Okay, that makes sense. I think I, that was the vibe I got. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think that's all the questions okay. I have. I know we can't get too detailed. I'm excited yeah. for people to like see who you met. Yeah, me too. I'm so excited about that. I mean, if the person posts the picture, which I kind of got the vibe he might, then I definitely will be like, okay, this is what I did. But I'm gonna wait to like pick out his vibe too. Cause I don't know if we're supposed to wait really to like promo everything till when it's closer in the date. That wasn't really made clear. So I'm like trying to walk tread like tread lightly on like everything but um it was just I, I just I can't express how great of an experience it was mm-hmm. it was really cool and I think everybody like if you listen to this podcast you're gonna love what we did like it was and I mean a one production I can't brag enough about that yeah I was a so excited production. to see it yeah I really I'm excited am. to see it too like I yeah it was great this is, I'm like, I just can't stop smiling. I'm just so happy. Yeah. Like, it was just, it was great. Yeah. Uh, well, while you're smiling, I had a panic attack this week because oh. I did not realize I start my MBA Monday. I thought it was the following Monday. Do you have your books? Oh, yeah. I got everything oh, okay. in the book. So I can, like, take my. Oh, you're an ebook person. Well, okay. no, not. I've recently, recently. Okay. Can you not tell based on all the books behind me? Like, yeah. I decided, I'm like, okay, I'm going to do all my MBA books as ebooks. So then I can just take my iPad with me to political events to do schoolwork there. Oh, smart. Plus, I downloaded Kindle to my phone. So then it looks like I'm just on my phone, but I'm actually studying. Look at you. Look at you. Are you excited? I am. I'm nervous. Um, but I feel like it'll be like a lot better. Um experience you, and you but, tried grad school, right? Already. Yeah. Once. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know if I've talked about this much. I did one semester of PhD in economics and absolutely hated it. Was absolutely miserable. And I was like, I just, I'm like, this is not how I want to spend my 20s. Yeah. And so I left and got a job in corporate America. And now they're like, hey, go get your MBA. And so that's what I'm doing. But like, I feel like a lot better this time around because it's more of a, that, but it's also like, it's more of a applied degree. Versus the PhD in economics is very theoretical. I'm like, I don't care about this at all. Like, I thought I was going into it of learning, like, of just doing research and just, like, learning, like, because I wanted to do poverty economics. Like, that's what I wanted to do. And then realize there's no jobs for that. Um, You don't really have to choose. There's volunteer positions. Yeah. um the world bank does not hire americans um it's very difficult to get a job in the state department and then if you're trying to decide if like if you want to go teach you don't get to decide where you go teach they just go okay this position's open this is where you're going like the peace corps did you ever think about going to the peace corps doesn't cost that doesn't pay well i looked into it for a hot second really well because i went and and this too like I went 
I did, I was a triple major in undergrad. So I went straight into the PhD program. Oh. And yeah. And so I went from taking like 21 hours for the last, like, I did 21 hours my last two semesters, my senior year, both semester senior year, summer school, pretty much the whole time. I didn't never did some, not, I never not did summer school when I was an undergrad. And then it was just, I was burnt out from school, to be honest. Because yeah. like the summer going into my senior year, I think I took 15 hours and that was over the limit on top of doing a full-time internship up in D.C. Wow. Yeah. And so I was just crazy burnt out and I should have taken a gap year and I knew I should have taken a gap year like after. So just like, okay, I'll just go all the way through. And it was just, I just, min- and I, I had a lot of anxiety when I was down there and I was like, I was not good mental health wise and I knew it was just not a good situation for me and that's why I left because I would still love to get my PhD in economics and I feel like I'm a lot mature now um and and I will say like I don't think I was mature enough when I did it I was the youngest in my class um most people had gotten their masters I wish I had just sucked it up because like with a PhD in economics like your first year or two is essentially like you're getting your master so if I had stayed one more semester I would have just had my master's in economics and then but I was just like I'm just like this isn't a good place for me like I'm not healthy mentally then you're not going to do well in your like that's one thing I think like like if you aren't healthy mentally you're not going to do well in your classes then you mm -hmm. wasted that semester and it was crazy too because how they graded it everything was based on a curve so Um, it was like only like certain like there's only like one a or like two a's and like two b's and it wasn't it it was like a bell curve grade because also too it's probably all like all you really have to do is state an opinion and back it up and well no 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 this was it was a lot of math oh and so Wait, so then how can you grade math that way? Because math is an exact science. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, but I mean, yeah, that's how they grade it is like the math is the exact science, but it it was like I'll just say like so like I studied three weeks for my finals. I get one of my finals in econometrics. And we which it's like statistics for economics and so you're learning different statistical methods of like I don't know like the bell curve and like a normal like you, you remember like the different types I get into Barely, like yeah. what they're called yeah but yeah. we literally get our test and it's just four problems and no we were not taught at all these theories like it was like completely different statistical examples. And like he never taught it in class. It was never in um, prior exams because, because like they passed down exams for us to just practice on. Yeah, like you'll never see those problems again, but it's just practice on. Yeah, that's it how never, they did. Yeah, class. it was like never on the homeworks. So there was one problem, like the fourth one, nobody got right. 
third one, one person got right. Okay, so that's how they're doing the curve. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, okay. And it was just really frustrating. It's like I would go in asking for help. And the professor goes, you just need to know this. And I'm like, well, I don't get it. Well, I, my next question is like, are these formulas, do you, if you were to do something with that degree, do you use those formulas in that degree? Not really. So like, like you, okay, you do like, and it was more, it wasn't applied economics. And if I, I would have probably because in, in the academic world applied economics is le- looked at lesser but based on like I didn't want to go academic I didn't want to say in academia yeah so if yeah. I would have done it over again I would have done like a PhD in applied economics because you're not necessarily you're not necessarily learning like you're learning the theories but you're actually applying them to like real world and life and stuff like that where and this is like what I realized now it's like the classes were meant to teach me to think to try to figure it out where and that's like very different than what learning in like high school and like undergrad and all it's just like they teach you okay like this is how it is but with like the PhD economics was like we're supposed to be doing research we're supposed to be creating these new theories and all this stuff I'm supposed to be sitting there being like okay like this is the problem I need to figure out and work through the problem yeah and I feel like looking back now I was not mature enough to realize that because yeah. I was taught it was just like okay like this is it this is the material it's going to be on the test so just study memorize the material and you'll get an A where in the PhD and economics it was okay this is the problem you have to think through and figure out the problem I'm going to give you some resources but you have to think through based on what knowledge you have and try to figure it out yourself because that's how you can that's the only way to do research if you're really trying to create new methodologies and all this stuff Mm. so yes that was not your jam that was not my jam and I realized that very quickly I'm like this is not what I want to do yeah and that's good you realize that before you were like six years in crying you didn't marry Sebastian because you had to focus on this and well that was the hard thing too (laughs) because we got and like I mean, if you just looked on my Instagram, you'd probably be like, oh, she just left because she got engaged. And it was like, no, I a was miserable. I was actually I mean, I joked claiming I had a panic attack this week, but I actually had major panic attacks down there. I would yeah. wake up in the middle of the night, just panicked. Yeah. And um, that's, that's not a good place to be. No, but it's not for you. And I think I like that you took the initiative you knew what you liked and what you wanted and realized this is not for me so yeah. I think too many people try to stick like you know there's a difference between like oh this class is just really hard and like having panic attacks like if something's not for you then it's not for you you can pick something else like you don't yeah. have to do x y and z you can do something else yeah and I think people trying to be brave and strong which are not terrible things and like once again like if a class is just hard then it's just hard but if you are like losing sleep losing weight having panic attacks well that's when my weight gain started because and this is 
part of the issue yeah. is like right when I started Clemson, I started birth control. And that really messed me up in the head. Because that's when you okay, yeah. 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 So not only like was my hormones all over the place, I was stressed out in any place and in no one. I was the first time because like, I had an apartment to myself. I didn't want to deal with trying to find roommates. And so that was the first time living by myself, like completely. Oh, that's nice. And thank God I brought my, I had Phoebe with me. But I mean, if you just looked at my Instagram, you'd be like, oh, like she left because of the guy. And he was like, no, like. You got I, her business degree and said, adios. Yeah. Well, because we got engaged, we got engaged right after I finished my finals. And at that time I was planning on staying. Yeah. And then I was like. I realized like when I went home how miserable I was and kind of realized like I really kind of had to sit myself down because I knew because I was only it's a five-year five to six-year program depending on how long yeah and I had just finished semester one of 10 to 12. And can you work during that time? Well you're technically working for the school. Also they'll pay you. So they yeah I got they paid for my tuition I got a stipend. And and that and that was what made it hard too, because it's like (laughs) they had financially invested in me, and I'm like, I'm done. But people do that all the time, so you can't feel too bad. People do that. They should expect a couple people to do that. Yeah, because the reality is, we you don't know stuff like that until you're in that situation. Yeah, and it was crazy because I had planned on I I was planning on staying, and then we got engaged, and then grades came out. And I had to meet a certain grade point and I was just barely below it. And that really, because then I knew I was going to have to. Because you've like, never done that before. Like you, mm-hmm. you're always, yeah. Yeah. A's, A's, A's. Yeah. And so that made me realize, because I, I mean, I worked 24 seven, like all, like everything economics. And then I was a little bit below and then they're like, you're just going to have to work harder. I go. I'm like, I don't want to work harder. Like, I don't want There that. isn't even harder. And that, and I, I don't think if I truly wanted it, I'd be like, okay, yep, I'm going to work harder. Absolutely. But Absolutely. I realized when I didn't meet the grade requirements and I was going to have to like work even harder that I was like, you know what? Like, I really don't want to do this. Yeah. So... Yeah, that's kind of my whole saga of my one wow. semester at Clemson doing a PhD in economics. That's no, that's really good. And I'm glad you said that because people need to hear that like sometimes that's just not like it's just not for you. And yeah. if you're not a lesser person, you're not weak, it's just not mm-hmm. for you. Something just are and, not for you. And I will say and too, our culture like, doesn't talk about that. Yeah, I grew up playing sports, like I grew up playing golf. I played in college and like yeah, like I went through times where I was playing like crap. And during those times, and I kind of like compare it to that semester. It's like, okay, like with golf, if I was struggling like that, I'd be like, okay, like I just got to figure this out. Like I will yeah. figure this out. This will get better. But like with Clemson, like I was like, I just, I don't want to do this. Like my whole, like I spend 24 7 essentially studying that's all I do I wake up I study till I go to sleep do it all over again the next day there was really no free time 
And I was just like, I wasn't happy studying what I was studying. Yeah. And I fully believe, and then after this, I guess we should get started. But I fully believe that, like, if you want to do something, you'll figure it out. Yeah. Like, people, if you actually want to do X, Y, and Z, you'll find a way. Mm-hmm. When you realize you keep making excuses, that's when I think you should start thinking, okay, do I really want to do this? Yeah. And then if you don't, you don't. And that's okay. Yeah. And I guess too, like, cause I had like, when I got my grades, like I called the professor that was like in charge of like the PhD okay. program. And I was like, is it possible for me to get my GPA up for me to stay in the program? And he's like, ah, oh, not a lot of people do it. And I'm like, well, then why would I even bother? Like, yeah. and it was crazy because after I like said, like, I'm not coming back. Like I talked to like, he- like the chair of the department. And he's like, I don't know why that professor told you that you would have been fine. If you had just stayed. Oh, really? Yeah. And I will get it like. Yeah. mm -hmm. And I will say too, like Sebastian, like he came with me to like, I mean, he would because I had an office on campus. So he would sit in my office when I would have like a class. Like I, we just had like a review on Friday and I went to the professor's office. I was talking about to ask him a question and Sebastian like overheard him talking to me and goes, I did not like the way he talked to you. I think, and then after this, we really should move on, but I have this. Okay. There are some people who really just don't want to help you. Like he there has uh, just been a personal vendetta. Yeah. And I will say that I knew I should have done more to try to figure it out on my own. I will say that. But. But if you didn't want it, you didn't want it. Like that. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. But I will say, too, like, there were times that he should have at least directed me to go, hey, look into this textbook or like, just like, instead of just being like, you just got to figure it out, just be like, like I wish they would have just sat me down and be like, hey, this is how the program is. Like, we're not here to give you the answers. We're here to teach you how to figure out the answers. That's yeah. the best way to describe it. They're yeah. there to teach me to figure how to figure out the answers. And I wish someone would have told me that when I had started, because then I think I would have completely changed my perspective on how I looked at the program. Yeah. Well, now, you know, you're older, wiser. Yeah, I know. Smarter. So love. Yeah. That's what's important. So I'm excited to start my MBA on Monday. And I feel like it's more. God, what is it? I mean, there's a phrase they call an MBA because it's more. Like not applied, but it's like um a professional masters. Right. Yeah. That's I think yeah. that's the word. It's like a professional's masters where the PhD in economics is where more like an academia graduate program. Where yeah. like MBA is like a professional graduate program. Yeah. Yeah. So I've never heard that, but yeah, that's that describes it pretty much. Yeah, because like I would be using this masters for my career where PhD I was using it for like academia and like yeah. studying so you have a PhD, yeah. I feel like that's the biggest reason why they do it but anyway weekly recap yeah, so <laughs> here are some of that's not the right mouse here are some of our top <laughs> stories for this week that we believe 
you should know. Oh shoot, we forgot to talk about. You forgot to add the um gas crisis story. Oh, you want to just do that first then? Yeah, well, I'll talk about it real quick. So, I mean, everyone's aware of this crazy gas crisis. Um, A Russian hacker hacked into Colonial Pipeline and asked for a $5 million ransom. And they paid it and got it back. And what's Oh, they actually paid it? They paid it. because Which I thought was, okay. You don't negotiate with terrorists. Yeah, well, heck, if Trump was president, do you think he would have allowed that? No. No. But well, what's crazy, hold on, I will say what's crazy, because I'm in Greensboro, the pipeline goes through Greensboro. I live right really? down the road from it. <gasps> wow. How does it, like, what is the vibe there? I don't know. I don't leave my apartment. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you don't even need to get gas, really. Oh, no, I don't work. I just don't drive to work. But I think <laughs> it's just, it's crazy. People kill me because I like Sebastian and I are kind of like, you know what? Like, we'll get gas when we need gas, but my God, stop hoarding it. Like, like you're not helping anyone. And people are like, yeah, if you put, because like there's been videos and pictures going around of people like putting gas in like trash bags. They're like, you know, that ruins the gas, right? Like, you can't use it. And it's like, you just wasting. Like, that can't be real. I think those are like edit. Like that cannot be real. Like it, no, they really are. They are. Imagine. People like, are just. That I, I want stupid. to think that it's just not real. I, people I are just to. that stupid, and they panic for no good reason. Yeah. And, but it's also like the people who, like, hoarded the gas. Like actually bringing like gas caskets to hoard. And I'm like, what is the matter with you? Yeah. Like that, you. That effect, like that ash. Uh, that made it worse. Yeah, yeah. That's that made what... people freak out worse because yeah. we were hoarding it. And then, like, there's no gas. And then the news didn't help. And then, heck, Pooper no. Scooper Cooper didn't help either when he declared a national state of emergency like that. But yeah. God forbid if you do it for anything else. I'm surprised he didn't do it for toilet paper. Yeah. Like, so, first of all, the name of the group is called Dark Side. And all of me, all of me, all of my um, nerds realize that's also a character from um, Justice League. Or not, he's not. Well, I'm thinking of Star Wars. The Dark Side of the Force is with you. That's probably more of what it is. Because Dark Side is like an obscure um, character that fights the Justice League. So I thought that was interesting. But okay, so two things. I'm going to put my tinfoil hat on as a liberal. Wow. Same thing happened under Obama. The Republicans, look what they do to make Biden look bad. Wow. I cannot believe that they would do this. And Russians, the Republicans are in cahoots with Russians. Have people really been saying that? Uh, Yes, my hairdresser told me that. Um, And I'm just like, Mm-hmm. please don't mess up my hair but yeah like oh they're in cahoots this was planned okay here we go um now i'm putting on my uh conservative tinfoil hat wow this is a great way for biden to say that we really need to do clean energy and we should all have electric cars wow i cannot believe biden did this to us i mean biden is like the world's worst president now he's going to use this to say that we don't need to rely on gas He's probably in 12 years, he's going to make all of us get electric cars. Okay, I've heard both of these, and they both like I don't think they sound reasonable, but like hearing both of the arguments, I'm like, hmm, 
that's terrifying. What I really think, I really think, it, I don't think this was like a fake made up thing. I also heard that uh, someone on my Facebook page, when I said the, I thought it was hilarious and I had a few people comment and share it. Um, I said that part of the gas shortage is them announcing or is people overreacting to the gas shortage and someone commented there is no gas shortage so like i don't think that but it wouldn't surprise me like if there was just more to the story yeah like it wouldn't surprise me i think that i do think dark side held a ransom for whatever reason and i hope that they are dealt with properly but if you're gonna pay the ransom i guess they won't be but I did, but I, you know, I don't think either one is correct, but I just, I find it very fascinating. Both sides have a narrative that they really want to, you know. I will say, here's my more realistic tinfoil hat. Um, If a pipeline can get hacked, so can a voting machine. Bingo. And I think that is something that they did not think that Republicans were smart enough to put two and two together. (laughs) whether it was Biden or not. And I don't know, like people keep saying it's Biden and I'm not going to lie. I've said it was Biden too, because it's like fun to blame him for everything. But does he come, like, it's a private company. So I guess it's not necessarily his fault. I think based on my watching of the fictional show, Madam Secretary. Okay. If it does come from like an international, I think they can't, the government can get involved. But he chose not to. I don't know. I think that, well, I think the official story, because um, Circle Back Girl said um, that they do not, it says something like, we do not get involved in private company matters. Oh, really? Okay. Says the person who wants to do government insurance and mandate that every company provides birth control. They just pick and choose what they want to be involved in. And I think in that aspect, we can blame Biden. And I think that like his um, passivity spoke volumes. Yeah. The fact that he didn't, I don't even, he like didn't even do like a press conference at the beginning or anything that, and I mean, Charlotte, first of all, Charlotte freaked out. So I bought a car on Tuesday and through the dealership, they're supposed to give me a full tank. So I typically bought the car on Saturday and then I came to pick it up on Tuesday. So, you know, I'm all excited. Like, all right, here's my car. It's my first car. And, um, you know, get to the dealership and I'm like, okay, where's my car? Um, excuse me, like, where's my car? And like, well, he's been driving around for 30 minutes because he has to give it to you in a full tank. And I'm like, okay, well, okay, when's he going to get back? Well, apparently he hadn't found any gas. He comes back and he's like, I haven't been able to find any gas. And I'm like, well, um, in the contract that I signed, you need to give it to me on a full tank. And um, he's like, yeah, I know. And um, I'm trying to figure it out. So the manager guy was like, yeah, we're going to try to figure work something out because we owe it to you. And I'm like, yeah, you do owe it to me. Um, so what had had what had to happen was another guy that worked for them had to follow me to my side of town and we like were in line for 30 minutes like no lie and we got to the pump and you know he comes up with the company card because that's how they pay for it the company card and it had the yellow bag on it but here's the secret the guy on the inside says even though it has yellow bags there was still gas so myself i I filled up like I'm good why did they still have 
bags on it? I don't know, but all of them had bags on them. And every, there was someone filling up with the yellow bags at every pump. I noticed that too when I was driving. There was somebody there, even though there were yellow bags. So mm-hmm. it's, it's a... It's a crazy thing. I heard today that they got everything up and running, so it should be good by, like, the next couple of days. Yeah. Which is good because um, my job is kind of far now, so <laughs> I need gas. That was the other thing, too. I was like, well, I'm going to have to start working from home because I don't have gas. I can't get to work, which was the other problem, too, the people who are hoarding it. Also, too, you can't have, gas, like, a bunch of gas for months or whatever and it's fine like you you typically have to use gas like almost immediately right or can you like no store idea. it i also don't think it would be smart to store it that's i think flammable. you can store it some because i feel like i know like my parents have had it in our garage for like the lawn and whatnot okay right is it the same well, i guess it'll be sick. i don't know but thankfully, it's over. I did not know he paid the ransom and that, like, we don't negotiate with terrorists. I don't know what the right response was. I wonder what Trump I just would have like done. That. I wish he had come out and said something. So I'm really curious to see what he would have done. Well, and I, <laughs> no shade to Trump, but I bet he doesn't know either. That's why he didn't say anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I don't know how you handle that because that's so important. Like, they knew where to hit us. That is so important. Yeah. Um, so I don't I don't know what the solution was, but paying the ransom I do not think was the solution. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I I don't know. I don't know. Like I just like what do you do in that situation? I don't I know. I know someone was saying they're like, Yep, I bet IT jobs or like cybersecurity jobs are in big full demand now. Yeah, okay, so is it true? I saw somewhere that like he the guy who like the fishing thing he clicked a picture to see someone else like yeah a girl it happened like, in, a in the company or yeah like, well a girl was in a bikini and he wanted yeah. more pics that is, and you know i can go on and on about how um that has hurt porn and some of that has hurt our culture and this is a direct result of being a thirsty man like yeah. you who is this guy oh bless yeah. his heart can you Let's imagine that being that guy? I, he, I'm sure he's like on some sort of like suicide watch. I'm sure, thankfully, they're not gonna release his name because the people yeah. would be. That's like the first person who brought coronavirus over here. They won't, or they won't release his name. Or no, they did release his name, and people were, or the first person who brought it to New, to like a city in New York or something like that, and like everybody found out, and they treated him like trash. Oh, poor guy. Yeah. And it's not, it's not your fault, like. Yeah. But yeah. All right. Next story. I guess the uh, first one. All right. So in the midst of a battle with Sunrise Adoption Agency, Kentucky's oldest adoption agency and a Baptist organization, the state has proposed new regulations, which would essentially disqualify Christians from adopting or fostering children through the state's programs. According to the Courier Journal, the state is proposing sweeping new regulations for private agencies that accept children who have experienced abuse or neglect that includes rules promoting any particular religion ensuring a child's sexual orientation or gender identification is respected. I was very surprised at this when you said I'm not surprised. 
Really? I, I thought you. Kentucky was a red state. That's why I was surprised. Oh, okay. I guess I'm surprised Kentucky, but I'm not surprised that this is legislation that's possibly. Well, I, I feel like because it's Kentucky, it's probably not going to go through, but I'm not surprised that some group is trying to push it through because that, I mean, that's just what they want. Yeah. And the part that like is crazy to me is religious Christians are the number one adopting block. Like those are people who adopt those. So if you get rid of religious Christians, and here's the thing, this is just the beginning. Like I, I hate to be that like doomsday person, but I'm, this is the first, I'm sure there's going to be more legislation out there. And a lot of this stuff is like, oh, we're, it's not going to pass, but it's going to bring awareness. It might not pass this time, but like, let's keep trying. Let's just keep trying. And it is a huge disservice to the children. Yeah. Huge disservice. And I also think the part, um, the last like, part ensuring a child's sexual orientation or gender identification is respected that is such a loaded statement and that is so I mean that's a hard thing too because if I were to adopt a child um, which is something I would absolutely want to do and they told me that they were for example non-binary I think the first response is, oh my God, that's like not the first response you should do. I don't know much about parenting, but I know freaking out on them is not what you should do. Yeah, I think you just tell them, it's like, look, I, I love you and well, let's figure, let's would, work, let's talk this out. I think you would ask questions like, yeah, okay, um, that's what I'm meaning. Like talk it out. It's like, yeah. okay, like, why do you feel that way? Like, let's talk this through. Yeah. Um, and like, not this- necessarily to change their minds, but just understanding where they came from with this exactly how the heck do you know about this you're six years old right 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 this um lady in a facebook group i'm in and like she had mentioned that her niece told her that she was bisexual and the niece is like 12 or something like that and come to find out the niece just thought this girl was like really really pretty and she thought that meant that she was like bisexual Mm. and they just had a conversation and like I remember having conversations like this in college with people who like swore up and down that they were like bisexual or gay but come to find out they maybe kissed a girl and I'm not saying like that's you know it is what it is not but I'm just saying like they had like wanting or they like think that this girl is just the most gorgeous girl in the world but like when you dig deeper it's not even about like it's not they're they're just confused about um what it really means to be gay in the sense of like being gay is the sexual act and they're confused about that and I think that um if you like conversations are really good to walk it through because sometimes it's just you really admire a beautiful woman and that doesn't make you gay that doesn't make you bi it just means that you understand that this person is beautiful because the act is what makes you gay not like the admiring someone's beauty and I think that when you have conversations with you and then the other aspect is I think before women might have for example like being bisexual I feel like women might have realized like for example like Victoria you are so beautiful like, Thank you. man, you are gorgeous. I wish I was as gorgeous as you. Gosh, you were just so pretty. And they moved on. But now because, like, we talk about bisexuality, bisexuality is everywhere. Homosexuality is everywhere. Now it's it's not, like, you don't just think of it as just, like, a little tiny thing. It's like, oh, it could be something else. And I think that that has a lot to do with it. But what would be hard is, like, it, I think it would just be hard to deal with that. You know, like, um, 
especially like the gender thing like that would just be very difficult um but I would still take it on because I feel as if God put a child in my life there was a reason for it and no matter what I'm going to love that child no matter what they do because when you adopt a child that is your child like you love them just like you would love your bio kids um so I just that's tough, but I'm not surprised. And I think we're going to see more legislation like that, which means we need to, like, pro-life people, we just need to start fighting that. We just need to continue to adopt and, like, man. <sighs> yep, I agree. And that kind of segues to our next thing that's kind of about birthing people. Yep. <laughs> the... the- <laughs> What, what was it birthing people yep oh birth. <laughs> well giving birth to people <laughs> the u.s birth rate fell four percent last year the largest single year decrease in nearly 50 years according to a government report being released wednesday the rate dropped for moms of every major race and ethnicity and in nearly every age group falling to the lowest point since federal health office officials started tracking it more than a century ago. Births has been declining in younger women for years as many postponed motherhood and had smaller families. Birth rates for women in their late 30s and their 40s have been inching up, but not last year. The fact that you saw declines in births even for older moms is quite striking, said Brady Hamilton, the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, the lead author of the new report. The CDC report is based on a review of more than 99% of birth certificates issued last year. The findings echo a recent Associated Press analysis of 2020 data from 25 states showing that births have fallen during the coronavirus outbreak, which is surprising because I thought they said that it was going to be higher. Yeah. People are at home and now have like the time to have a kid. Yeah. I'm shocked. Also, and also I thought about this, maybe because I'm just like in a lot of pro-life circles, I feel like everybody's pregnant. Like (laughs) I have was, you know, Expecting something from you, but like I feel like everybody's right. I had no. I when I saw that, I was like, yeah, I guess we should talk about it because that's not like what. But I do think um, I did find it interesting that birth rates for women in their late thirties and forties has been inching up. I do find that very interesting um, because I know that in the conservative movement, we do people push having kids young, having kids in your 20s a lot. And I don't think that's wrong at all. I think that that's what I wanted to do. But I do think that it's also good to acknowledge that it's okay if it's in your 30s and 40s. Mm. 40s would be very difficult um, on your body and just on your energy level. Um, But I mean, if God gives you that child, then he knows what he's doing. So that's good for you. But I just, I found that very interesting. I definitely, I had no idea. I thought people were, it was like, everybody's pregnant. I know. Yeah, I mean, I do find it interesting. And I'm like curious to kind of see your point because we were taught in my public school that our population's gotten way too big. And we do need to start kind of like to the, and, and I guess this goes also with the whole, not the green new deal but like climate change and all this stuff and that they're like you really it is better to kind of have like just two kids to just replace they told you guys that at school Mm -hmm. and so i'm like wondering because like what i'm thinking is like okay well you know maybe that's not a bad thing 
because because like think about like in China where they had the one China or child policy because the population got too big. Like, do you think this is actually better for like our the world resources stuff like that? Like, because like if you think about it, I mean, there's only so much to go around. So I'm like curious to see like. Is there only so much to go around or are certain people hoarding things and we could, we have enough to help. It's just people are hoarding. You know, stop hoarding the gas. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just like curious gas. to see because like that's what they taught us in like in public school yeah. and environmental science is like, yeah, like you really like the world has like the population has grown like exponentially and it it's just too big. Like we really don't need this many people on earth. And they the fact us- that the death rate has gotten so much older people are living longer than what it was like back in the day and like kids are like getting to adulthood and not dying as a child and stuff like that they told us get married young and have time with children (laughs) that's what they told us at the christian school which i guess i shouldn't be surprised um i don't know like i just I feel like we have enough resources. I feel like we have enough resources. I feel like we could fix all of the hunger issues. We just are hoarding them. Yeah. I mean, and not to be like that person, but this is an example. Think about like how many times you don't finish your food. Yeah. You know, like we have it. And obviously we have finite resources, but I don't think we're even close to where it's going to be a famine or anything like that. Now yeah. I'm going to admit um, I'm, haven't done like tons of research on this i don't have like a phd in environmental blah 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 but i mean i just yeah i I think that we i don't think that it's this limited resources and we are going to we're not going to be able to populate blah 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 especially because like here's the other reality the reality is i mean look at this people aren't even having kids anymore like i think I want to say I could be completely wrong, but I want to say like there was something that said like specifically white people are not having enough people to replace them. Like they're white people are going to be a minority soon because they're not having enough kids to replace white people. So like, I just, I think that maybe if other people are thinking that that's fine, I don't think you should think that, especially like, or like you, not just you, but like you Christian. Yeah. Um, no, so it's like, fine with me. I want to have a big family. So yeah, if, other, but, if liberals don't want to have kids, I'll just raise my Repub- little Republicans. And that's what I'm saying, because like, there's going to be people who think like that, like, oh my gosh, we should not be having any children. That's what I was taught in school. Yeah. And there's going to be people who think that, so they're not going to do it. So somebody needs to do that, because even if we're all doing that, like, I don't know, I just, yeah. I think that's just like a silly, like, um, extremist thought yeah okay i was curious what your school taught you compared to my school oh yeah yeah they said uh be fruitful multiply get married young only um have sex within your marriage you know the typical speaking of sex within your marriage um we loved today's episode if you haven't heard it already you really should it was a really good conversation we talked about we talked about sex. We talked about marriage. We talked about femininity. We talked about our bodies as women. We talked about how God has truly blessed the woman. And um, 
we loved everything that Mary Kate was saying and all that she's trying to do. So this month's donation is to Femine Vera. Um, if you have not, please listen to episode 83. And we talked to the founder and we discussed God-given femininity. Um, and as you've heard us say, we really do believe educating women is so important. And educating women on their bodies from a godly perspective is what is most important. That's how we're really going to help society. Um, that's how we're really going to fix a lot of the issues that we do have today. So we also think this is a very practical way to foster a culture of life in society is understanding your femininity, understanding like why your body is so important. And all of those ladies at Femine Vero are doing an amazing job of educating. They're doing an amazing job of just getting information out there and like just telling people the truth. Um, so you can head to our website and, you know, where we always have all of our donation links, click that donation link and it'll send you to the link to donate to them. Or you can just head to their website and, um, click donate on there. I think it's on their cover page too. So yeah, so help, let's help each other in things like this. Like this stuff is to me, it is so important because if I believe that if we all knew how important God viewed us, God viewed our bodies, and like how important our femininity was. I mean, it would solve so many issues that women face today. So make sure you head over and you donate. Awesome. All right. So, um, this is interesting. Okay. So Tess yeah. Holiday oh, is also trigger warning. Let's do oh, trigger yes, warning. trigger yeah. warning if or you... eating disorders. Yes. Yes. Okay. Tess Holiday is taking a social media break after dealing with livid and angry messages from people who question her anorexia diagnosis. The model who shared over the weekend that she is anorexic and in recovery said on Instagram Thursday that the last few days have been some of my toughest to date since becoming a public figure. Holiday 35 explained that she had a lot of messages from folks that are anorexic that are livid and angry because they feel like I am lying. She said in an interview with Good Morning America, I am plus size, but advocating for diversity in larger bodies. And so I think for people hearing me saying I'm anorexic was really jarring. Well, to go first? You want to go first? You can go. Okay. So I have a lot to say about Tess Holiday. I think because I was such a huge, like, I'll admit, I was such a huge fan of hers. I was all pro-body positivity. Like, I was, there was a point where I thought, you know what, I'm probably never going to lose weight. Let me embrace it. And, you know, I go back and forth with that because I'll be the first to admit, which is why I like that book that we're reading. And, like, I really want to work on just at least health aspects. Like, we change our Instagram to those are the girls healthy living instead of those are the girls weight loss. Um, Because, like, I've been trying to do this weight loss thing since I was eight years old. My first time at Weight Watchers was when I was nine. So like, I'm I'm 26 now. I'm exhausted. So there was a point and like, I still go back, like I'm human. So I go back and forth with this. But there was a point where I was like, this is probably going to be my body forever. Let me just see more positive. Like when you, I I don't know if anybody else says this, but when I get on like a certain kick for like a lifestyle or something like that, I just follow a bunch of people on Instagram who think that way to like just bombard my mind with like that type of, mindset, I guess. But I discovered Tess Holiday. And I love that she was so bold and she was married. Cause like, I'm gonna be honest, my biggest thing is like, guys, like 
and I've said this before, like, I love who I am as a person. Um, I do tons of things that quote unquote five people shouldn't be able to do. Like I, I'm healthy. Like I've never, I don't have diabetes. Like there's so many things that I could have that I just don't have. So like, I'm going to be honest. My main thing is like, guys. So, <laughs> um, she was married and she had kids. I'm like, and she had a, a, she, had kids. Um, a she has two kids oh. and she has a banging career. So I was like, look at this girl. And she wears cute clothes. Um, actually, I don't know if you guys have ever seen my like bright pink rain jacket. Big, I can show you when we, um, in because it, it's here with me I got she wore it on something and I was like oh this is cute so I went and found it so huge fan of hers what I started to notice and this is something I know is body positive body positivity movement in general what I started to notice is a lot of it is like fake in the sense of like her husband apparently was like very abusive they're no longer together mm. and he is um He's very big on like men wearing skirts and dresses. He's, I think he's non-binary, and she is now bisexual. Yeah. She before she yeah she's now bisexual and like, and I noticed like for example, so here's another thing too. When you get to be her size, and like honestly, like when you get to be my size and like even bigger than I was or um, big as I was like a little bit before, you don't get that way overnight, and mm-hmm. you don't your mental health isn't like if you have good mental health you're not going to be that size like that's just I, and I don't think people realize that that's why like the anti-body positivity movement which you know I'll say a lot of conservatives are on they don't real I don't think they don't realize that like there's just so much more to it Tess Holiday, god bless her she's not that size because she wants to be and she did not get that size overnight and she is not happy like you cannot convince me that she is happy and like I started seeing that in certain things I started seeing like um she just and she just was seemed to be so angry all the time and I just feel like at one point like the veil kind of just like or the scales like lifted from my eyes like okay this is not I don't want to be her I don't want to like she's not happy and her husband I don't know what happened with her husband but like I'm over here thinking she has this like this beautiful perfect fat life like she wrote a book I think it's like the subtle art of being a fat girl and like it's this supposedly beautiful lovely life or whatever and like it's just not that's just not how it is and I thought it was and like that's why I was so behind it so I want to get that background because like I really was a big fan of this holiday for a while what yeah. I hate about her going on TV and doing this is like it takes away from people who actually have error. Like you cannot convince so me. Let me real quick before you go into that. So uh-huh. I pulled up an article and they had like the Mayo Clinic definition of anorexia, which is what Tess Holiday says she's been diagnosed with. Yes, read um, that. Anorexia is an eating disorder characterized by an abnormally low body weight an intense fear of gaining weight and a distorted perception of weight people of anorexia place a high value on controlling their weight and shape using extreme efforts that tend to significantly interfere with their lives to prevent weight gain or to control losing weight people of anorexia usually severely restrict the amount of food they eat they may control calorie intake by vomiting after eating or by misusing laxatives diet aids directives i don't know um, they may also try to lose weight by exercising excessively, no matter how much weight is lost. Person continues to fear weight gain. 
which so, that well let me really quick too how Tess Holiday became popular is by saying things like it is okay to be fat be fat you should be happy she should be proud to be fat if she's saying she has anorexia that means that she legit is afraid of being fat and that I'm is ashamed of herself that is the biggest hypocritical thing I think I have ever heard in my entire life. And I think that's why I'm so like, that's not, that's why it like makes me angry because she made her money from telling people it's so good to be fat. Like being fat is the greatest thing. Don't let anyone tell you that it's not good to be fat. And then according to her, she's literally afraid to be fat. Yeah. So she- I think that's your more your argument, not the fact that she's claiming anorexia when according to the definition of anorexia isn't exactly what... I would not characterize her as anorexia. Yeah. But your argument is she was ashamed of being fat, but making a living of telling others not to be ashamed of being fat. Exactly. And you're right. That's more of what it is. Another thing I will say is like some of this. Okay. So here's the thing. Some of the stuff on there, I totally like, I'll admit, I don't have the best relationship with food. That's something I want to work on. And I promise you other bigger girls and past holiday do not have a good relationship with food, but we wouldn't put ourselves in that category because I like I hate the idea of me gaining weight I know it's like gained a couple of pounds and I'm like and I, I just like I, I was mad like I just it made me want to well here's the thing it made me want to eat which like is what causes me to gain weight but like I wouldn't say that my I don't have a disorder but like if I were to put myself in a disorder it wouldn't be anorexia because those are some of the things like some like some of that stuff I was like Okay, I can't it. But that's not like that's not because I think it's different. Because I feel like anorexia is for people who don't need to lose weight. Right. Exactly. It what Tess Holiday has probably I don't know. It's probably a binge eating body dysmorphia, something like that. Yeah. And I think that it's really upsetting. To I, it's just upsetting that she is hacking onto this lifestyle is hacking onto this because also too like and this is not to judge at all but I noticed that during the pandemic she didn't lose weight like I remember seeing her and I was like and she talked about how she was not concerned about her weight like she was not trying to lose weight during the pandemic so like if she truly felt this way I just feel like there'd be markers now once again some of the stuff they said in there could fall under other types of eating disorders because like I I mean some of that stuff here's the other thing too some of that stuff too isn't necessarily a disorder thing it's just like it's just part of being human like what was the third thing you said um let me see low body weight intense fear gaining weight and distorted perception of weight they have a high value control that way what? Who doesn't feel like I said? Who doesn't feel that way? Yeah, controlling their weight and shape using extreme efforts that tend to significantly interfere with their lives. I mean, I would say like, look, like we're both on a weight loss journey. We're both. Yeah. I mean, I'm counting my calories, right? Because I'm trying to lose weight to get that's to my how ideal you lose weight. weight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you have to count your calories. Yeah, yeah I mean so that's like, the only way. The- and I think that's where people like her is an issue because you're like. I've thought about for me I only go I'm happy with who I like I want because here's the thing like I want to like look in the mirror and still feel pretty even though like I am not where I want to be and I think there's like a difference between that and a difference between like hating your body like there's a difference between what she's talking about being like um 
what is it called what is she body positivity there's a oh, difference between positive, body yeah. positivity and still loving yourself but wanting to look better wanting to do better right and right. I feel like with the body positivity and like we've talked about this it's like it's telling you it's okay for you to be unhealthy and overweight yeah and that's She's a the issue athlete. and she always says like you can't look at someone and tell if they're healthy or not and fair but you can't there are people you can't yeah like I don't know if you know about I think her name is Eugenie or something like that she was a famous YouTuber and like I watch um so how I heard up with the story I don't know if anybody follows um Alex he the name of his show used to be every D-A-M-N day fitness and um this man <laughs> He is like bold. He's super anti-mask. And I'm pretty sure he's a Republican. I low-key kind of want him to come on the podcast, but like he curses so much and he's just like a big loud firecracker. And like it's it's not funny, but it kind of is. Anytime Tess Holiday or Lizzo does anything, he makes an angry video about it. Like he does not, like he is just like super anti. And he used to be a bigger guy. And he lost weight and worked really hard. And that and he that's his like brand like hey you don't have to be overweight like work hard yeah. you can do it I did it you can too let's talk out about this um why am I telling the story um well I will say too I remember, I we talked about story. like the Lizzo thing and how her fans like she's talking about like body positivity and then her fans shamed her for just trying right. to do something else for herself yeah like I'm like yeah. I think there's a difference between being happy with who you are but also being like, I need to be healthy. And being accountable. Like, and I think that also too, like, and I mean, we talked about this earlier, like I'm very realistic. Like I understand, like I watch people and, you know, I, I'm very realistic. Like you can, let me figure out how to say this. Realistically. Once you get to a certain size, it is very hard to love yourself, not because of society, but because of there's so many other, well, obviously society has something to do, but there's so many other factors. Um, and, you know, I'm about to be super transparent. One of the things is a group of my friends are going to the mountains to hike and they're going to sleep outside and they're going to sleep in hammocks. I said no, because I'm definitely afraid of breaking one of the hammocks. And like, that's like, that's just life. Like, that is just one of the things, like, that's the only reason why I, like, I, I want to, I'm afraid that I'm going to break a hammock and I don't want to like, just do anything to do with that. So like, you can't sit here and tell me that like, and like, I'm smaller than Tess Holiday. I'm smaller than Lizzo. You can't sit there and tell me that like, they're, they don't have other issues like that in their life. You know, like you can't, that's like that. I would have said no because I don't deal with snakes. They're yeah, see, I don't care. I, I don't care about that. And like I can't like I don't like camping, but like with a group of friends, I would there's like I will do things that I don't necessarily would ever vote to do. For example, I wouldn't go to a basketball game on my own, but if a group of friends wanted to go, I'd go. Because I just like the socialization and I wanted to go on this trip, but like I just I'm afraid to break the hammock. So I'm just I just was like, no, that's not my thing. But the reality was like that so those are tiny things that happen and you can't sit here and tell me that like you love yourself like you can't sit here and tell me that like you're okay with that 
Like you're okay with living like that. Yeah. I'm sure there are other positive things. Um, there's other positive things about, you know, this lifestyle or whatever, but I just, I, I think being realistic is so important. That's why I don't like body positivity because it's just not realistic. Yeah. You can't expect people like, yeah. I'll just admit that. Like, you just can't expect that. And I think that it's just, I just, and I hate that. I've, I feel like she scammed a lot of people. But um, I follow, so Alan did like a Instagram thing about it. And um, Michelle, her show, I mean, her channel is called My Thoughts Will Probably Offend You. And she is so anti-PC. I love it. She's not a Christian. She calls God Sky Daddy. Just a heads up on that. Sky Daddy. And, love yeah, it. And, and she does cosplay and like she has ginormous boobs and like her boobs would be all so like you know ladies I don't know if you want to watch them with your husband but she does really good videos on this stuff and she did a really good video about this and um in her video she said there is a type of anorexia that um kind of sort of fits like Tess Holiday could possibly fit in the category but that's not the anorexia she said she had she just said yeah. she had the one that everybody knows about and she also just talked about like how much of a, a scam it is like she did all that like if you have anorexia that means you're literally afraid of being fat and her brand is don't is also her brand is like we have to fight back to these people who are of fat phobia like it's anorexia is fat phobia and she is so anti-fat phobia you know like that's why I just, but I, I'm in like one thing, I would say I'm praying for it, but I'm not, but like me saying it now, I, I want to start praying for it because also too, like I said, like you don't get that big on your own. Like she had the divorce with her husband and I know she's really struggling with her. Has she gotten she's bigger so or? She's gotten bigger. Okay. Like I like, and I'm not trying to be mean at all. I, when I first started following her, she was, I want to say, pushing 300. Now, she has to be pushing, like, 400. Really? Yeah. And she just, apparently, just does not care. Yeah. I think she has, like, disordered eating, something like that. Like, because, I mean, I'm sure she she says she doesn't eat that much. Which there I'm has sure to she... be. There's no way, like, there's no way for her to gain that much weight. Eh, unless she's it's drinking be. heavily. Or oh, just true. some other health issue, like a thyroid, hormones, whatever. Yeah. But you just don't gain that much so fast. Because I know, for example, you were talking about your thing. I, over the time I was in New Jersey, I gained, I, it had to be like 150 pounds. Like, that was a very difficult season of my life. And like, I, that's when I gained my most weight. Like I said, I've never been thin, but I've never been like this big either. And that is when I gained a lot of weight. And then also too, I was really happy in my previous relationship and I gained weight in that relationship. And like, I couldn't get it off either, but I, but here's the other problem with that. I wasn't being very disciplined because we only saw each other really on the weekends and we would go to restaurants all the time. And like, mm. I was just, I didn't care. So, and I, growing up, we never were the family that would like, add butter to our bread like my mom would like take the butter away um so like now that I'm and you know that <laughs> whole nother thing to that but like now I'm like oh well I can add butter to my bread because I'm an adult now and it's almost yeah. like a see that yeah. was like I gained like a little bit of weight freshman year but is because I was like oh like in the dining hall I can have a coke 
and no one's going to tell me so, not to. Exactly. Like, we're, and also, too, we met, granted, we never got desserts with our dinner. Like, that was just not a thing. Like I said, I've always been trying to lose weight, so I think that has something to do with it. But, you know, I would eat with this boyfriend, and he'd be like, okay, what are we doing for dessert? And I'm like, oh, yeah, I can't get dessert. So, like, you know, that, but that's also part of me just not being disciplined. Yeah. But my whole point is, like, you don't just gain that overnight, and you don't just gain that fast, just simply. Like, it's, it yeah. has to, there's so many other things. And I really... I want to start praying for her because I, and I feel for her children. I really feel for her children because I just feel like they're, I mean, they're being taught some, because she's also super like, she, um, I'm surprised she was, sorry, I'm surprised she was able to have a healthy pregnancy. She had two. Yeah. Two. Because I know, like, I mean, I watched the show, This Is Us, and like one of the main characters is overweight. And, they were talking how people that are overweight like that substantially it is very difficult for them to get pregnant and have healthy pregnancies yeah i'm surprised too i don't but here's the thing i don't think she was as big as she is now when mm. she was pregnant with them gotcha. i think she was big but i don't think she was as big as she is now and like i just and she's super woke i mean this woman um and michelle did a video on this like she told a white lady told her oh you're looking so healthy i'm so happy for something like that you know something yeah. encouraging and she said don't you ever say that i saw that i can I take that. that yeah but then a black woman said something like that and they were someone said something like well she said this and she's like yeah well black people can say that to me something like that it's like super woke and like super pro everything and blah, blah, blah. That's the reason why I had to stop following her, too. Anyway, we've had to talk about this. Well, final story. This will be quick. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention says that fully vaccinated adults can safely resume activities indoors or outdoors without masks or distancing in gatherings, large or small. The announcement marks a major milestone in the effort to emerge from the coronavirus pandemic in the United States. CDC Director Dr. Rochelle Walensky announced the new guidance Thursday. You can do things you stop doing or you can do things you stopped doing because of the pandemic, Walensky said. So on top of that, so that came out Thursday. On Friday, um, our governor said there's no mask mandates anymore. There's no, so, like, um, six feet apart, which I'm very surprised. It's, like, all of a sudden. I know. I was and thinking that. Where did that come from? I don't know. My theory is that they know the Democrats know that they're not going to have a good 22 and hoping that this will open some doors for them. Well, we don't forget what you guys did. It's political. Everything, everything's political. So I think they knew they're, I mean, Dems are going to, I, my theory is I think the GOP is going to take back the Senate and take back the house as long as dems don't try to do anything stupid with voting if we don't i i think it was ben shapiro said this on the spot if we don't take back the senate and we don't take back the house there needs to be a an audit of our of our pol- of a uh, uh, the republican party, party the there needs to be an audit yeah mm-hmm. if we don't take back the house and the senate this should be an easy take back yeah easy because i think people are seeing like and i really hope like the average american like their eyes are open to the policies of the democrat party that don't work yeah uh their voting promises that they made in 
did not keep. Yeah. So. And I think they will. I think that, and I think, to be honest, not just the Democrats, but even all of those Republicans that did vote for Joe, I think people um, are going to be like, okay. I think a lot of people um, felt like they needed to sacrifice something. I think they're going to understand, like, there's just certain things, like, you do have to vote for policy. I think yeah. that's going to be like a, a rude awakening for people, which is hard, I guess, if, you, if you're not there yet. But like, you have to vote for policy. Like, yeah. if not, we get what this is <laughs> right now. Yeah. Um, so I do think that, I, I think we're going to do good. Um, this, like... And I'm also, curious to see, because I mean, we're seeing with the Democrats, like this huge movement with the progressives and how like Biden is doing the same like at the border biden's policies he had to reinstate trump's policies and it's like even worse than when trump was president and it's like i wonder if you're gonna see some split in the democratic party because like he's made a lot of promises to democrats that he did not keep um two things i know that i've seen on twitter the student loans, people are like, yo, you can cancel student loan. You said that day one. And then defunding police. People think that he can defund police. Which he can't. Everywhere, which he can't. But they think that that's what he was going to do. Yeah. And like, so yeah, hopefully that, that will split the Democrats up. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. <laughs> but that's all I have for this week. Okay. So our spotlight is not necessarily a conservative woman. She is a woman. Um, I don't know if she's conservative, so I'm not going to say it's a conservative woman's spotlight. But our woman's spotlight is brought to you again by Culture of Life, 1972. This shirt I'm wearing is from Culture of Life. It says babes, supporting babes. And I'm wearing the necklace that I always wear. Um, Have you gotten the one necklace that you've been wanting? I got the notification that it's at my house today. So, I know. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Um, So... You can head over to their website, www.col1972.com and use the code, those are the girls 1972 and get 10% off your purchase. 100% of the purchase goes to pro-life causes. Use that code, you guys, and uh, shop from them. Like, I've said this a thousand times. They have super cute stuff. Yeah. Okay, so I'm getting this from the Future Female Leaders website. Um, and I really want to read like the first line because I think it's hilarious. And then I'll tell you guys the story. Um, so um it says shot a a one billion dollar budget cut to the nypd chaser enormous uptick in crime of policy and violence in new york city and i just feel that that's so funny to me i mean it's not funny like crime is not good but like you (laughs) you cut the budget what do you expect to happen like that's cause and effect Anyway, so our spotlight is this amazing police officer. Her name is Alyssa Vogel. Um, and I'll link the um, the article. We, we're, we're going to start doing like um, just a page. We have all the articles that we're reading from and like you can look at from um, our recaps. And I'm going to link this article. But I don't know if you've seen this. There was a... Um, shooting at Times Square, which is, I mean, that's so crazy. And it was in broad daylight. That just blows Times Square in broad daylight. There was a shooting and there was a kid um, who was injured. 
and the body cam footage shows her rushing to the girl and applying a tourniquet to her bleeding leg. She then scoops up the girl and sprints down the street in an ambulance. And then it's just like, ah, what, what I love about this story is that like, if you look at the video, all of the men are kind of just like standing there. And then like, she hears that there's a girl hurt and she just like runs. It's like, oh, look at women. Like, we're just, look at that. Like a woman, a mom knew exactly what to do. Um, and apparently she at first was a teacher and then she switched careers like her father, her husband and her brother who all joined the NYPD. Uh, and I just, I think that's so amazing. Like, I, I love that. I love looking at video. I love like girl power. Like, yes. Go yes. Ahead, so she is our woman spotlight. Yep. Thanks everyone for listening. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So thanks everybody for listening. Um, make sure you subscribe, rate, review, comment, share with your friends, tell everybody, you know, let's get this out. Um, seriously, if you can rate and um, comment on Apple Podcasts, that will really help us. The more people that like rate and comment, it pushes us up in the algorithm. People search certain stuff and that'll really help get the word out. That's what we really want to do. Just get more people hearing this, more people hearing, for example, the conversation about Tess Holiday from like a not praising her perspective. You know, all other than like a few like fitness gurus, the average person's like, oh, that's so great. Good for her. But like that, is that good for her? Like, that's why we really want other people to listen. We want to have, we want people to hear the other perspective. So make sure you rate, comment, review, subscribe. Um, make sure you donate to Fene Vero. Make sure you shop at Culture for Life, Culture of, Culture of Life, um, www.col1972.com. I think that's it. Anything else, Vic? Any other? Oh, I have. Alrighty. Okay, everybody. You have a good rest of your whatever day you're listening to. All right. Bye, bye guys. Thank you for listening to Those Other Girls with Mallory and Bailey. Make sure you like, comment, and subscribe on all of your favorite podcast platforms. Head over to our website, thoseothergirls.com, to read our blogs and receive exclusive content. And connect with us on Instagram at Those Other Girls Podcast and on Twitter at TOG underscore podcast. Those Other Girls, changing culture and bringing back traditional values.